ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 100th Fence End Podcast. And welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, right, okay, we we can't be at the football for goodness knows how long, so uh, you're stuck listening to us, I'm afraid. Um, I'm Liam, and then we've got Simon. Hello, Simon. Hello. And Fraser. Hello, Fraser. Hello. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. That was amazing. Keep that in. Uh, good that start. monstrous. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of... up on me. It's sort of illnesses and contagious diseases and stuff like that. Simon's yeah. here. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so, before we move on, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, please like, retweet, subscribe, do all of that stuff and, and spread the good fence end word. Um, I keep forgetting to say that, so I thought I'd say it right at the beginning this time. Um <laughs> Can I, I'm just going to interject, and you can cut this out if you want. But that reminds me of Aerosmith. Apparently, during during the time when Aerosmith were doing a huge amount of drugs, they went on. They were doing a massive tour, and at one one night they decided they'd do the the um, the whole thing in reverse. So you know, the the last song will be the first song, etc., etc. Because obviously you start on some biggies and you end on some biggies, so it'd be all good. Yeah. And they went out, did the first number, and um, Stephen Tyler, the lead singer, off his face. Assume that was the end of the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Seattle. <laughs> no, we haven't started. We've only done one. Oh, have we? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, right. Speaking of performances, um, probably that we'd rather forget. <laughs> uh, we played against Sunderland. Um, oh, I don't know where to start. Simon, you took notes of this. Fraser, did you watch it? I did. Right, okay. Why the hell did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, first half, um, I think they seemed to edge it, but it was relatively even, nil-nil, sort of fair enough. Second half, I don't know where we were, really. Um, Just not in the game. And even when we had chances, there was just a lack of belief watching it that we were going to score. And it was... It was fairly depressing, I thought. I, I do have some positives to say about it, but we'll sort of do those at the end <laughs> to springboard <laughs> into looking ahead to the Accrington sort of game and, and stuff. Um, but, Simon, any sort of key points that you made notes on? Um, yeah, what do you think? Well, the last note I think I made was their goalie saves, question mark. And I, I can't remember him having to make anything really that resembled much of a save uh, i think that, no. that kind of summed it up we 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 did what we did usually which was keep possession of the ball reasonably well um but i never thought we looked particularly like scoring matt taylor looked a little bit isolated and we just didn't really even though we played two up front it, we didn't create much for him um and if we're not going to be creating chances for our you know top striker who 
we're not pinning the whole season on. Don't get me wrong, but he's you know we 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 put a lot of money into him. We've got to use him. We've got to create chances for him, and we just didn't do that. But yeah, since when have we we been going long? It was just <laughs> yeah. like bizarre yeah. where we did the pass nil on the back four and stuff, and then went long. And if you're going to go long, just go long, and you know it works for some teams. If you're going to do the passing along the back four, do that because we've seen that work. Don't combine the two and waste time by passing it on the back four and then kick it out for a goal kick. Yeah, it was that. That was the most disappointing thing for me um, in the game was our complete deviation from the style that we usually play. Um, everything that we have a, had a go at Wickham, well, not everything. A lot of the things we have a go at teams like Wickham Wanderers for, it seemed we were trying to do. What are you, what are you doing? No, no, no. We're not playing like that. And and I kept seeing this thing about it being windy. I don't know what that means. I know what windy means. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why people. We well, got to go direct when it's windy. Why? What? What? Is, why? Exactly that makes that makes no sense to me. The Kasami is always windy. It, yeah, well, yeah. It didn't look any windier than it's been in the past. I mean, if there's high wind, should we kick balls into that up in the air? Probably not. I, I'd, I'd argue <laughs> that it's better to pass and move on the ground if you're battling high winds, isn't it? To keep possession? Well, I don't know, but you know, I, I just, yeah, I, I, that the big, most disappointing thing for me was that it really wasn't like watching a recent Oxford United team. Yeah, um, I, I sort of completely agree with that, and um, I, I think that sums up most of the game. I'm sure we'll we'll cover sort of more specifics at some point throughout it, but the the positives that I was going to talk about are basically the last time I felt like that after a performance was Burton at home last season where mm. we were watching it and it's just like we're never going to win this game they're just outclassing us and if we if we can't do this nothing's going to happen well then the next home game I think was three all against Coventry and was an incredible game and we went like 20 odd games without being beaten after that so the positives are I can see it springboarding us um, I I don't know if it reminded anyone else of that specific game, but yeah, Burton at home last season. When I got home, it was just this like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah, it, um, yeah, it, it it didn't to be honest to me. But now you say that, I I can see exactly what you mean. It was um, yeah, it was. You're right. It was just like we wouldn't, we never looked like we were going to win um, win that game. Um, um, and yeah, it was it was just so disappointing. And and even when I think T- Taylor had a chance early on, and from that angle, it looked like it was about to go into the net, and then they just managed to get it clear. I think it was a header, a chipped header over the keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looked like it was just maybe about to trickle in, and then it didn't. And then other than that, I think did Sykes ever go down at the the East End end, or someone had a shot there? Uh, but I was so uninterested by then. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, we never looked like we were going to win that game. Really, really. Like, I thought this a lot against Lincoln, um, and I, I just there seems to be a gaping hole in the middle of our pitch at the moment. How much do we rely on Gorin? Well, I mean, if you didn't think we did before. Two games ago, Christ, do you know it now? <laughs> um, yeah, well, well, massively. Um, I don't know if it's you know if it's good to be relying on on one player that much, but we certainly are, aren't we? It um, all depends on if they're fit. <laughs> yeah. 
it's that reliance on a type of player, isn't it? And every team, he, he doesn't do anything spectacular. But, you know, you go back to the 66 team and you've got Nobby Styles, And more recently, you've got, you know, people like Makaleli or, or Kante who do that hard work, stop the opposition playing and give it to our players and, and keep everything ticking over. And you're right, he's been so badly missed. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's yeah. the 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 sort of Andy Wing, and you can yeah. you can pick those players out. And and Kashi, um, the season before we got mm. uh, Gorin, mm. Kashi was that, and and what we had in each case was if that player isn't fit, I, I guess a player of his sort of caliber of a similar style doesn't want to be sat on the bench. Um, mm. So we've got players that can play in that position, but no one that's as like um, sort of on the verge of a red card all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah. Go for it. No, I was going to say another thing that I thought was was a bit worrying is that 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 starting. I know it's the second game of a season, but that starting lineup included Simon Eastwood, Elliot Moore, Cameron Brannigan, Mark Sykes, James Henry, and Matt Taylor. Uh, not 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 players who should be who our system should be alien to surely. Um, you could no. you could look at that and go oh we've got ten new signings in the team so but it kind of looked like they didn't know each other and nobody was a was like a vocal leader. No, you know? uh, I think I, mean, I wasn't there. Know, None of us were there. That's, <laughs> you could that's kind what of see nobody was in charge. <laughs> that's what we're missing without Moose being on the pitch. I yeah, think absolutely. You would hope sort of Henry or. Taylor would step up to the plate being the more senior players. Or Brannigan. I mean, we we all have heard him with a, a crowd full of... Uh, a stadium full of people. You can still hear him yelling away. So mm. you'd, you'd want maybe one of them to step up. But um, it obviously didn't happen. Um, which is unfortunate. <laughs> I don't know what else <laughs> It's to not, say not ideal, it. is it? <laughs> no. I did say after the defeat against um, Wickham that... Next season, I think we'll be back up there. There'll be a bit of a hangover at the beginning of the season and then form will kick in. I said that and yet still watching these games, I'm like, I hate it. I hate it. What's the point? I can't see any positives. But I know that a couple of months ago, I had the sort of foresight to go, it will be tough at the beginning of the season because there is a hangover and it happens all the time, even if even the teams that then go and get promoted the next season, and when that's happened in the past, it started off a bit ropey. And our only good start to a season in the last six years was, um, you know, Pep in charge. Yeah. We all know how that <laughs> ended up. And I mean, these things go both ways, don't they? I mean, the first three months of last season, Ipswich Town absolutely smashed League One, and. I mean, do you think they even would have finished in the playoffs had we finished it properly? I doubt it. Um, yeah, I mean, they so, were they were tumbling, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, these things, you know, these things, these things go both ways, don't they? I mean, it's. Um, I don't think there's any reason to be massively alarmed. And what I really liked was was Robinson's reaction to it. I thought that was class because it was it was. I, we got to the end of that game. And I'm sure you guys probably thought the same. I was sitting thinking, if I hear anything about decisions or injuries or... And what, you, and what we needed was what he gave us, which was just a complete admission of that was simply not good enough. 
Mm. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, that's because that, that, that's bang on the money. You, we can't excuse ourselves with that, I'm afraid. We do have injuries. You know, no one's saying we don't. But that, that, the 11 that were on the pitch, we know can give so much more than they did. Well, I think with the, with the limits on squad numbers, you're only allowed 22 now. Uh, we have a space and rah, 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 all of that you can go into. But if you only have 22 players that you can choose from, they need to be 22 players that can just play. Mm. Yeah. That can just be thrown in at any point and do the job. You can't have people that are just like, oh, well, they might come good at some point. You need them to be able to just play. Um, and maybe I'm being a bit harsh because it's it's a new thing that's come in, but... You know they're all being paid to do that, <laughs> so I, 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 yes, there are injuries, as you say, but you know that is the game. Everyone's got injuries. Everyone Absolutely. will have injuries. If later in the season we're playing against a team with loads of injuries and we beat them three 0 we're not going to go. Well, yeah, it was a good win, but they did have <laughs> injuries. We're going to take it. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course you are. Um, I sort of stitched you two up on Twitter um, and put you in charge of remembering to do something. I don't know if either of you remembered. Well, I definitely haven't. No. Um, <laughs> we've got to say, hi, Andy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did he Did he tweet us just after we recorded the last one? Uh, well, he tweeted us during recording of the last one, oh, but I'm on okay. airplane mode when we record because uh, yeah. I'm a professional. Yeah. Um, that's not true. Um, <laughs> but then he also asked a question, which is about when do you think we'll get fans back in the stadium again? <laughs> uh, Andy, we've got no idea, mate. Um, yeah. uh, do you think, uh, uh, how much of a factor do you think this will be in a promotion season? Um, I think it could be, but I think everyone's in the same boat and that's, that's not just the cop out in terms of, um, well, Every team should be trying to win. It's like, if you look at it as, um, you know, Fleetwood will be at an advantage because they don't have many fans in anyway, then you've you've got to use that same logic and go Sunderland, Portsmouth, Ipswich, you know, all of these teams, Hull, have more fans than us. So it, it sort of evens itself out in that respect, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean I mean with the with the wider issue um money is simply going to have to come from somewhere um the, the, the foot clubs particularly at our level are going to be in 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 dire straits financially you know not too far from now um it, unless well, some something is are. figured out well absolutely I mean I think it's south end aren't far from the brink are they um and I don't think I don't think Wigan are quite out of the woods yet. But I mean, you think of the amount of clubs, especially in League Two, who who absolutely rely on gate receipts. Um, if that's not if that's not happening for for six months, and and you know, no one's disputing the reasons that we can't be there. Um, I don't know. Something's going to have to be figured out. Whether that comes from central government or the Premier League, something's going to have to happen because. Clubs will go under. They just won't be able to survive. I mean, all we hear about when there's no COVID, when there's no pandemic, is how tight cash flow is. What the hell is it going to be like when there's nobody coming through the turnstiles? And what's iFollow giving us really, really? <laughs> it's well, it's not much, is it? Well, I don't know the split, to be honest. And well, did you did you uh, see the Colchester article? No. 
So the Colchester United's website published what what the what they get um, from iFollow. Now I I presume this is the same for all clubs. Okay, sorry, uh, not sure it is. Uh, oh right, uh, okay, is it not? <laughs> the, the, from what I've heard, and I, I can't verify this. It's something I've heard. C- carry on with what you were going to say, but I think it's it's to do with the the number of away fans, like an average of an away well, fan allocation. Oh, okay. So it will, that will well, vary from club to club. Well, Colchester's claim was that the deal with iFollow is uh, the home team get all of the revenue from the passes sold by to, to home fans yeah. and the first 500 sold to away fans. Um, so if, if and I, 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 I don't know if this is the case now, but if, if that's Oxford's deal, say, last Saturday, we'd have got whatever we sold to home fans, which I can't imagine was much because... You know, there's a lot of season ticket holders who get free ones, and who, so whoever bought one and actually spent ten pounds to, to to get one and wasn't a season ticket holder, and um, any the first five hundred that Sunderland sold, so basically five grand, <laughs> um, and but I'd imagine Sunderland would have sold a fair few thousand probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, I mean, this is all guesswork, but yeah, I'm not sure if that's the case for that's what Colchester claim is their setup. Now they're a League Two club, aren't they? Um, so, I'm I I I don't know if that if they're speaking for all of League Two or I'm not sure. Do you think something something different to that, Simon? I as I as I kind of I've heard from someone there's a it's to do with the average away attendance. Now I don't know if that is the so for example what do I don't know if it's what does Sunderland normally take away or what do we as a home club what is our you know visiting fans what how many visiting fans do we average and therefore you get that amount I, i'm not quite sure right, how it is, okay. but as i understand it that 500 that colchester get is is perhaps based on their the average away following that come to colchester so right. they're getting that you know an average of what they would normally get in terms of away fans any yeah. more than that yes the the other team get as I understand it, we we will get a higher average because our you know the average number of of away fans that come to us is higher than that. Okay, right. As I understand it, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I guess but I, I mean, know, at some point somebody's voted for that or somebody has agreed to that. I don't know if that was a, a, a you know a vote that is agreed by the by the uh, member clubs or whether that's a board mem uh, you know the board of the EFL have decided that I'm not quite sure right yeah where that okay. decision was made well mm. the it, it's all very difficult anyway isn't it like I could in theory socially distance myself and sit like uh Paul my brother lives sort of 10 minutes away I could get a pass and instead of me my dad and my brother having a a season to get each we could all watch the same stream like of an away day for example where we might buy three tickets um i'm not doing that i'm staying at home and watching it and paul's watching it because we know that that gives the club slightly more money one way or another but Mm. then my dad isn't my dad lives with paul he um he's not getting a separate one Partly because you can't get iFollow on a typewriter. He's not very good with computers. Um, but the, uh, they're not just sent through Chris Williams's match report. Yeah. <laughs> as long as as long, long as 
as long as it's not the live tweets, because there are some questionable player <laughs> design- <laughs> designations there. Um, but anyway, yeah, they're, they're doing it. And I would think most people who live in the same house are just watching one stream. Yeah. 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 So automatically, like you think of a family of four, instead of four people buying a ticket for an away day, they're getting one ticket's worth and and yeah. so it's it's difficult and, anyway and i i'm not saying fans should buy four to support the club that would be mad but, but i mean where where the average away ticket is say 22 pounds the the pass is a tenner isn't it yeah i mean so straight away even though you're only buying one you're not really even buying one ticket for for what you'd usually pay at a game i no. mean suddenly 88 quid becomes a tenner that's that's what we're talking about in that example um, yeah it's it's yeah, and I'm not I'm not trying to be a doom and gloom merchant. It's just you know, it's quite clear we some sort of cash is going to have to come from somewhere. I don't mean just for Oxford. I mean for the entirety of the EFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, money's going to have to come from somewhere to keep the game ticking over. I think there's also the, the there's an issue with perception of football from those that aren't fans or or follow it closely. And if you were to say to a lot of people who had no interest in football. I'm a football fan. My club is struggling. They'd be going, well, doesn't so and so get two hundred and fifty grand a week? Why is football yeah. struggling? Why does football need money? And it's yeah. it's like, well, yeah. At the very top of the game, there's an awful lot of people earning an awful lot of money, but at the bottom of the game, it's not like that. It's it's the same as small um, music venues. You know, they're getting they should get money, but we don't look at that and go, well, hang on, you two made you know eighty odd yeah. million on their last tour or whatever. Or the Rolling Stones are making huge amounts of money. That might be true, but small venues aren't, and and it's the same with football. There's once you get out of the Premier League or teams that have been in the Premier League recently, there's a massive drop off to to players at our level, and and not just players at our level, but coaches and and staff and everything else around a football club. They're, yeah, which on the same, somebody working at a football club doing the same job as you or I isn't going to get massive amounts more because they're doing it at a football club. Well, mm. no, Arsenal are a great testament to that. Even even at that point where they're paying someone yeah. two hundred and fifty, three hundred grand a week, they lay off fifty five members of staff in order to give someone else a new contract. Yeah. This is absolutely mad. And I had this conversation the other day with someone who said that football football players are oh, why are they all overpaid. It's like they're not all overpaid. Like I, I support a third tier team, and the average wage I think is somewhere sort of two to three grand. Well, now obviously it's it's lower than that because of the wage cap, but it's around two grand a week. Well, that's a lot of money. Yes, it is. Not if your career is ten years though. Yeah. If you've got uh, a ten to twelve year career, that is not enough to see you through it. No, and just just something very briefly on that. Um, look, we all agree that the the wages at the very top of the game are obscene. I don't think anyone's really, really, you know, thinks that they're they're acceptable for the job being done. However, if I'm an agent of one of those players, I, I I'm going in there and saying, well, hang on, you you as a club make this much out of television deals because of because of the player that I represent or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think my my player is entitled to a cut of that. Um, and, and that's a perfectly reasonable argument in that industry. Um, that's the going rate. Um, you know, I, I, if it, if the club's making that much money at television, agents are probably quite rightly going to say, "Well, hang on a minute, you're making it because of these players, so 
That's now I'm not saying that that is a reasonable amount of money for the job being done, but that's that's what they'll probably argue. Which well, you've you know, also got the the like if a Chelsea player goes actually this isn't cool. Like I'm I'm playing football. I I love it. You know, fifty grand a year is a lot for a lot of people. Yeah. Only pay me fifty grand a year. Is Abramovich going to do anything other than go? Brilliant! Look at all that money I've saved. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like Liam, like I'd I'd liken it probably to your industry. Like people at the very top of that earnings industry, like acting, Hollywood films. I mean, they must be on unbelievable amounts of money for films. That yeah, I'm, is I'm it not. worth that much? I know I was yeah, like people, you know, but. But they would well, probably argue, well, hang on, the grosses of this film are going to be huge. Yeah, it's it, exactly the same where if Leonardo DiCaprio is in a film, that film will make 200 million. Well, yeah, of course he deserves a cut then. Yeah. It, it's capitalism, isn't it? it? It's market forces and all of that. It, it's there's, there's huge amounts of money coming into the game and it's going to the, the kind of the superstars, the people at the top. Um, but that's because they're the ones that are on the telly all the time. They're the ones who get the marketing deals and the advertising deals and get paid to wear football boots and paid to wear a watch and all of that sort of stuff. And but yeah. that that's that is market forces at work. However, we've we're in such strange circumstances that the market forces that normally operate with Oxford and they get maybe six, eight, ten thousand, twelve thousand for a big game have been stopped. The, the the fan base still wants to go and watch those games, but they're being stopped from doing that because of the whole COVID situation and lockdown and everything like that. So we're not going to games because of a situation that's that's for the greater good of the country, really, isn't it? You know, we we're looking right, we want to stop the spread of this disease so you can't do what you would normally do. Well if yeah. in doing that it's impacting on on industries and businesses and people's yeah. livelihoods, regardless of whether somebody looks at it and goes, well, it's football, it's just the game. Yeah, it's a game, but around that game is a massive industry. Yeah, and I'd, I'd imagine... And people's lives and people's livelihoods. And escapism, imagine... from a mental yeah. health point of view, yeah. it oh, is absolutely. really helpful. Yeah. Even when you've just played terribly and lost two <laughs> Yeah. And and you know if it's if it's the economy and 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 taxpayers' money you want to talk about, think of the last twenty years the the contribution football's made to the economy. It yeah. must be enormous. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, not if you're paid Ronaldo in. or Messi. But... Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, right. Okay. So, wow, that went. <laughs> we went into that properly, I think. Uh, yeah. And and to be honest, we're a club that are okay because of sales we've made. We're yeah. all right. For probably longer than a lot of clubs in our um, league in the league below, like imagine if you're a South End or like what happened to Macclesfield, um, and you know these these clubs that have been borderline for a while. I know we had our um, HMRC issues, but they were sort of explained away by transferring overseas money or something like that, mm. and and then it didn't happen again. So you'd presume they're they're okay but like some of these clubs you see that have trickled down the leagues or that are batting above their league um it's it's going to be really tough and just on a sort of final point on that if we're getting to that final point is we have owners who are prepared to put their hands in the pockets at the moment and fund losses you know Mm. even with fans being at games and 
people buying season tickets and people buying merchandise and all of that sort of stuff they were still having to fund losses through the through the season so that's that's even more so now um you know touch wood they'll continue to do so but i think a little thank you wouldn't go amiss you know that they are continuing to do that we you know we're all we're all paying what we can and we're all supporting our club um but for them it's it's good that you you look at some clubs who've not been able to do that who haven't had owners who either want to or have the ability to yeah. shell out more than a million two million yeah. whatever it is a year to to sustain the losses we're making yeah, and again, we've said this a few times on the pod and we'd like to keep on saying this. If you can't afford to um, put money into the club at the moment, it's completely understandable. It's not like a, we're better fans than you because we're trying to do this. It like, everyone do what you can. Mm. And if you can't, then, then that's obviously absolutely fine. Um, do either of you have the new kit? No, no I don't, no. Oh, see, I do. The material's lovely. I quite like it. It's very breathable. <laughs> but I... Um, obviously, we've seen the away kit, but there's meant to be a third kit, isn't there? That we yeah. haven't seen yet. Talk of a third kit, wasn't there? Because I guess if we're playing someone like Burton, then or Hull or yeah, Newport yeah. in the League Cup, Blackpool. Yeah, you know there are a few. Um, so we, yeah, mm. it, like that that will happen at some point, and they haven't really said much about it. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see that when it when it happens. <laughs> Um, I say, well, I'm just going to have a quick look and see who we're playing and when that do might we, need we, to... Yeah, we don't have Burton away soon, soon, do we? <laughs> no, I think the the next one that might would be... Uh, no, that's a home game. Blackpool away. Um, When's that? 12th of December. Okay. okay. A little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, just in time for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they're not announcing it. Yeah. Um, before we talk about the Accrington game, the under-18s won today. Um, yeah. We all know who against. Uh, yeah. It was 2-0, and it counts. Yeah. yeah. Not in the seven-in-a-row <laughs> stat, but it, it counts as a win. I like the fact that the club tagged the official account, <laughs> not any sort of academy account. Um, yeah. I didn't even look to see if they had a Twitter account for the academy, but I just liked the fact that <laughs> they tagged the main one. Um, right, okay. Accrington Stanley. Um, Who are they? <laughs> Sorry. Had to happen. Had to happen. Uh, the, the memory I always have of them was in the 15-16 season when we played them at their place and won. And afterwards, how bitter John Coleman was. Um, yeah. And went, well, we'll just have to beat them at their place later in the season. And I was like, well, you're not going to do that because we're brilliant. And then they did. But... Playing a really good style, a good way of playing football on a budget that's smaller than Wickham's. So there, yeah, there's yeah. always this thing with Wickham where they're like, well, we've got to play that way because of our budget. Well, Accrington have less but actually play better. So I'm hoping they stick to that and yeah. give us space so we can play and hopefully win. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you mentioned John Coleman there. The job that man does every season is unbelievable. It's... You know, I mean, they they just have no money, do they? They they it's, it's their gates or something like is it eighteen hundred? Well, even um, less than that at the minute. Well, well, <laughs> quite, quite, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, and, and like you say, they they don't resort to crap football. Um, but yeah, no. I, 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 on, on to that game, yeah. I think um, 
I don't know. I don't know what I think of it because I thought I thought this about Sunderland. I thought we'd play really well against Sunderland because they'd be that sort of team. But then I'm also factoring that um, Robinson's probably read the riot act this week. <laughs> um, not read the. Well, they were know. in on Sunday, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. So I I think we'll see a, a a sort of bounce back performance on Saturday. I think I'm I'm quite confident of that. Um, because we know how good this team are, don't we? You know, it was easy to forget that on Saturday. After that game, it was just, you just thought, oh God, this is going to be a long season. But, you know, you, the process we all go through every time where you review it and you remember the good points and, you know, yeah, I think we've got more than enough in our locker to 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 get this back on track. Yeah. Will you be watching it, Fraser? I will. Excellent. Yeah. I know, know, two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and if we lose, never again, baby. <laughs> uh, Simon, are you going to be watching? I would imagine so, yes. yes. Even I've already bought wasn't... my match pass. I haven't yet, but um, I will do, I'm sure. We you, should even all... though you get through, halfway through the week and it, oh, I don't, it's not good, is it? Everything about <laughs> it, watching it on iFollow is not right. But it's, it, what, else would, what else would we be doing on a Saturday afternoon? Well, look at it this way. If you buy your match pass nice and early, you're probably one of the ones that... Oh, no, that that doesn't Doesn't work work. with my logic. No. Oh, what? I've given money to them. Yeah. (laughs) Forget it. I'm going to buy it 2.30 every Saturday afternoon from now on. Um, Right, okay, so let's do some predictions. I think it will be quite an open game, very end-to-end, and I'm going to say that we'll edge it by goal but I think it'll be close I think it'll be 3-2 oh that's what I was going to say I agree with you Liam <laughs> yeah I don't think there's a rule that says you can't <laughs> we've not got money on this yeah 3-2 Oxford yeah um, Simon uh, well based on them beating the the greatest league one side of of, mod, of the modern era Peterborough 2 in the first game you know they must be a decent side to, to beat Peterborough um, so I'm I'm going to edge for a one all. I hope, I hope we, we'll get our scoring boots on and make it one all. And score one. I like it. <laughs> scoring boots are well and truly on. Be a lot. <laughs> It'll be an own goal. <laughs> um, Pat Huben off his backside type. <laughs> George Waring's face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a goal that was. Um, right. Okay. So positives to look at. Um, we obviously had slash have a lot of injuries but Gorin and Ruffles should be back in training next week so hopefully they'll be back for the crew game um the uh, moose injury is not as bad as it seemed it's four to six weeks which does still sound like a long time because even four weeks is 10 games or six weeks is 10 games or something that's I read something there was 10 games mentioned but the um issue with it all is if if you go right he is out let's get in an experienced center back you either have someone who's playing at the moment in which case you're paying over the odds or um by the way i think i'm just ripping this off of something else i heard so i i genuinely can't remember who but i'm using it because it sort of makes sense or you're getting someone who's not playing first team football at the moment needs two or three weeks of training in which case you're sort of a week maybe two away from Moose, who's already used to the team anyway. So it doesn't yeah. really seem worth spending the big bucks 
on that. Um, so I guess the focus is back on a left winger. Tough to say. Uh, Luke Garbutt's gone to Blackpool. Yeah. How are they within the wage cap? I mean, yes. How are they? <laughs> um, yeah, it's that was my first thought when I saw that that news as well. It was because um, I mean it was never really confirmed, was it? But it was a good guess. Was it something like twenty six grand a week he was on? Mm. Yeah. So, and now I, 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 you know, obviously he's not on anywhere near that now. But he, he, how much of a drop did he really take? You know, it's. Um, and and all I seem to have seen over the summer, other than us, was Blackpool signing players. You yeah. know, they um yeah, they must they must be very close to it, I'm sure, if if not over, but mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, so I sort of trust our recruitment, so whatever happens, I'm I'm sure will be a good thing. Hopefully Ruffs will only miss this this next game and then we'll be back to having a <laughs> a left back and <laughs> you know, proper cover for right back. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fairly bleak, but then, as I said, all clubs have, have issues and, and these players should be able to, to fill that void. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to Gorin coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Ash, Uh, who's walked the Thames path recently. Oh, that was outstanding. Fair play to that. Yeah, yeah, and for a very good cause as well. Yeah. Um, Simon, do you have the details of how people can donate? If you go to the fantastic Mr. Ox uh, Twitter page, there's a, he's got a Just Giving um, page on there. Maybe if we retweet from the Fence End uh, yeah. account, we can do that. But it's Just Giving to, um, I think it's the John Radcliffe um, Transplant uh, Department. or one, it's, it's certainly regarding transplant. Um, yeah and it's it's local yeah um and yeah i mean it looked like a really good thing to do for charity because it it looked um very aesthetically pleasing from his point of view the amount of beer he drank (laughs) that was good yeah 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 yeah. what a guy did it all for charity but it was like (laughs) was it 255 miles or something Something he said in 15 days um and i i kept seeing on twitter people going oh nice one ash well done ash i'm thinking his name's not fantastic (laughs) (laughs) i genuinely didn't know what his first name was but but in my actual part of my brain did think oh that guy's called fantastic mr ox i knew he's not really but you know how you just it's like when someone on twitter changes their picture and it's been that for a few years oh it just oh throws me off <laughs> it yeah, spins me then, out like you you know them by their twitter name like swiss yeah. swiss yeah. yellow yeah <laughs> Dave right, ufc swiss. changed his homer one the other day and i want i panicked what's going on <laughs> <laughs> he's back now <laughs> and, and another Ox, i know there's another oxford fan he, he did a, a, a that was for charity so i think it was uh, laura sanders who's um one of our fans who i think cycled it was something to do. It was like the length of, of Florida, but within the UK. And I think that was for charity as well. So that might be a, a lot right. of people doing some really good stuff during lockdown in terms of uh, of charities. So um, I've eaten a lot of crackers. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying those lately. <laughs> uh, with cheese, I presume. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Bit of chutney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm good. hungry now. Yeah, that's good. Um, <laughs> 
Uh, right, okay, well, <laughs> on that note, let's see what happens on Saturday and we'll be back to talk about it afterwards uh, and then to sort of preview the crew game. Um, okay, well, let's do this then. Uh, thanks very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye.